This is Michael, you're listening to Models of Masters, and I'm so grateful you're here. I'm breaking down personal stories, learned wisdom, and pieces of insight I hope can help you along your journey. Head over to my website, michaelbecker.org, for much more. And with that, let's get right into the show. So I think you would be hard pressed to find someone else as in the weeds in the entrepreneurial ecosystem as you just having collected such a depth and diversity of stories from today's top entrepreneurs. So I would be extremely interested to hear your perspective on kind of what's up next specifically with digital media and online entrepreneurship. And you can kind of take that wherever you want. That is one thing that I do love about getting to interview the world's most successful entrepreneurs on a daily basis is that I just always feel like I have my finger on the pulse on like what's just around the corner, what's next, what's over the cusp, the horizon, so to speak. And I mean, listen, it's a tough, tough world right now. You know, we've got a recession looming. We've got interest uh, rates going sky high. We've got, you know, a, you know, crypto bear market. We've got all these different things happening, but the reality is the future is blockchain. The future Mm -hmm. is NFTs. The future is crypto. And I'm not saying that's the only future, but that's just going to be playing a huge role. Now, in what way? Time will tell. But I mean, to me, like that is just so clear that the most brilliant minds are navigating in that direction or being pulled in that direction are currently working in that direction. And it's super important to realize that in some way, shape or form, there's going to be huge huge opportunities in that space. Now, some of the, you know, companies you're hearing about right now may very well not make it through the next, you know, bear market cycle that we're we're, you know, currently experiencing right now. And what comes out of that could be something completely different than any of us expect. But again, just seeing the energy, the direction, just kind of going back and looking how, you know, similar this was of a trajectory and industry that internet was about 25 years ago. It's really just kind of exciting to to be willing to sit back and watch and wait and see what comes out of this new exciting technology that's really taking over the world. Yeah, so going off of that, I'm curious, do you see EOF as as remaining a podcast centric business? I know you do have other streams of revenue and different projects that have spawned off around that. But what do you see as the future for you specifically? So I'm a big believer in the phrase, make hay while the sun is shining. You know, that's a great quote that a lot of farmers used to do. It's like, hey, the sun is shining. We're going to keep making hay. When it starts to rain, it's all trashed. But until then, we're going to be making hay because the sun is shining. And, you know, for me, the sun's been shining for 10 years on the podcast. And I'd love it to shine for another 10 years. Is that realistic? Maybe, maybe 10 months. You just don't know. So right now I'm focused on the near term with the podcast to just to continue to create the best content that I can, you know, mm-hmm. bring in the best technology that I can as it comes up and keep my eyes and my ears open on the new opportunities as they arise. Not really knowing what they are currently, but knowing that when they come, I would love to be in a situation where I can take advantage of the next and the latest and the greatest. Take me through the steps uh, just at a high level of building Entrepreneurs on Fire. Like at what point did you realize, hey, this could be an actual business? And when did you start to kind of create that ecosystem around it? 
I launched it with the mindset that it was going to be a business. And I very likely could have been wrong and it would have been a failed business. And to me, that's the kind of commitment that you should have starting day one and anything that you're seriously going to to partake in. So for me, you know, the year was 2012 and I said, man, what's missing in this world that I actually want to create a solution to? See, that's key. There's a lot of things that everybody watching right now can say is missing in this world. And and they'd be right, by the way. But what's something that's missing in the world that you want to create the solution to? And when I really made that, you know, kind of thought process and I was going through those mental gymnastics, I said, you know, what I really wish existed in this world, to be completely honest with you, is a daily podcast that interviews entrepreneurs because I get so much value out of these interviews that I'm hearing of other successful businessmen and women talking about their journey, their struggles, their obstacles, their challenges, their strategies, their tactics, their tools. I want to hear those on a daily basis because every show that was currently in the market at that point was releasing one episode a week. I said, what if there was a daily show and what if I created it? And that had me launch Entrepreneurs on Fire, the first daily podcast interviewing entrepreneurs. And ever since then, I've just stuck to that commitment. And 3,700 episodes later, 130 million uh, listens later, over $25 million in revenue later, it was a pretty good decision. <laughs> I, I would say so. Um, and like you said, you know, you've been at it for, for a decade. Um, I think that a lot of people want, they want to get that golden bullet quicker than, than later. And, you know, I once heard one of, one of my mentors shared, you know, if you're not willing to do it for 10 years, then don't start. Um, so for you having been in this very unique situation, um, for others that want to go full-time as a content entrepreneur in the way that you've so elegantly done, um, what do you think are some of the key skill sets and um, especially personality traits to develop to do that? Well, one is you've got to settle on a topic. And for me, that topic is, are you delivering the number one solution to a real problem in this world? If the yeah. answer to that is no, then you're going to struggle because you're just essentially going to be creating a pale weak imitation of somebody else. So unless you can really from day one say, this is the number one solution to a real problem in this world, then you're already behind the eight ball. If you can get there, then it's all about getting up every single day and putting in the reps because everybody who's ever been successful at anything has put in the reps. I've put in 3,700 reps of interviewing entrepreneurs. And by the way, thousands of being interviewed like I am today by other individuals. So putting in the reps, getting up every day, the consistency, the perseverance, the focus, the discipline, the being productive, meaning producing the right content. If you put those things together, it's not if you're going to succeed, it's when. And it might take a long time yeah. and it might not because there's going to be some luck involved in that. But that's the key to this world. Consistency, repetition, and putting in putting in the hours. On the right thing, which is the number one solution to a real problem in this world. I wanted to start a business podcast. I had to niche down into a business podcast interviewing entrepreneurs. I had mm -hmm. to niche down again to a business podcast interviewing entrepreneurs seven days a week because I could be the best solution to that problem. I was also the worst solution I was the only solution. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I'm curious how much how much time uh, of your day or of your week is spent behind the mic in some capacity, and then how much time are you spending just kind of heads down in strategy, creative, and other types of teamwork? So the first three or four years of the podcast, every day, all day. Like that's what it took to build my business, to grind it out. Today, 10 years later, four days a month, I've create, created a team, systems, automations that allows me to do a seven-day-a-week podcast that nets multiple millions of dollars a year, four days a month. But it took a lot of time and a lot of effort to get here. What do you kind of attribute that success to from a skill set perspective? Like what high income skills have you kind of been forced to develop over that time that you feel like maybe you didn't have when you first started? Honestly, a lot of it came from me sitting down and realizing that if I want to grow anything, Mm -hmm. there's only so much that I can do. So I just sat there and I wrote out everything that I was doing on a daily basis. And I did that for weeks. Then I looked at those things and said, well, what are the things that, that I actually as a human, me, JLD, that I don't have to do? What doesn't have to involve me? And that's when I started hiring a team and giving them all of those tasks until I was just left with the core things that only I could do, that only myself, like this podcast interview or my interviews for Entrepreneurs on Fire, everything else has systems, has automations, has team members doing those things so that I can keep getting up every single day and doing what I want to do, focusing on health, on wellness, on bigger picture things, or on nothing so I can relax and not burn out and not overstress and be overwhelmed. That's all been key to the process. And I'm glad you you brought up lifestyle and wellness because that's a huge component of it, right? And of, of our livelihood. And I wanted to ask you about Costa Rica. I was down there about a year ago visiting. How do you like living in Central America? I assume you're there full time, correct? Well, I don't know much about Costa Rica. I don't live in Central America, but I do live in a very special place called Puerto Rico in the Caribbean. And I can tell you, life is good. Yeah, yeah. Um, what inspired you to to move down there? thing about Puerto Rico is it's an American territory, so yeah. no passport needed. And they have this amazing tax incentive plan for entrepreneurs and business owners where I went from paying 51% tax in California to 4% tax in Puerto Rico. Going off of that, have you have you invested in other types of businesses, um, specifically locally in Puerto Rico since you've been there? I've invested in 25 other businesses. And a big part of that is because I now have such a significantly higher amount of disposable net worth because I'm not paying half of my um, income via taxes. So it's really allowed me to spread my money around to support and invest in a lot of great companies doing a lot of great things. If you're open to sharing, what are some of those industries and or areas that you are focused on investing in right now? Yeah, a lot of crypto, a lot of blockchain, a lot of media because that's my area of expertise. So I really help out in the the media space because I can really lend a hand to that. Um, And a lot of health and wellness, like food companies as well. Interesting. Okay. Um, Getting back to business and getting back to to the podcast for a second, I see kind of from my perspective what you've created with the number one podcast in the entrepreneurial space is really the coming together of kind of three different prongs, um, content, 
partnerships and media. Um, I'm curious on your perspective on the intersection of kind of those three prongs and how you view each coming together um, going forward. I mean, for me, it's really all about the content because if you're not creating the right content with the right individuals, people are not going to come back and listen to it. Second show, a third show for some people in my case, thousands of shows. People in my audience have listened to thousands of podcast episodes. So I get a lot of people saying, John, like, I'm spending all this money, like advertising my podcast. Um, I'm driving all the traffic to my show. Like what's wrong? I'm like, what's wrong is your show's not great. And it's going to take a great show for people to stick, to listen, to recommend, to become your evangelist, to promote, you know, and that's the key. So that's where I really spend all of my time is how do I keep making my show better? How do I keep mm -hmm. getting more out of my guests, the content within, because that's the winning combination. And I know that your strategy in terms of growth and promotion has has very likely changed over the course of the last 10 years. But when you started, like, talk about some of the tactics and how scrappy you had to be with getting getting the word out. About you got to be scrappy. I mean, the biggest thing that I did was every guest that I had on, I essentially begged them to share the podcast episode when it went live with their audience. And I made it very easy for them to do so. And luckily, having a daily show, I had 30 opportunities to beg for that favor every single month. And sometimes 10 people did it, sometimes 26 people did it, but I was able to get enough people to share with their audience to get the ball rolling. Okay, so make it easy for your guests and their audience to share and get a hold of you. Cool, any, any final words of wisdom or messages for- The final word that I would honestly say is, listen, try not to become a person of success, but become a person of value. It's a great Albert Einstein quote. If you live by that, you will find your level of success. If not today, if not tomorrow, at some point, because what we need in this world are people that are providing real value, the number one solution to a real problem in this world. So go after it. Awesome. Guys, if you don't know, uh, JLD produces one of the hottest shows out there, Entrepreneurs on Fire. You can find them on all the platforms. Um, where, where else should people go to to find you? eofire.com is the headquarters. Got a great newsletter, some great free courses for entrepreneurs, freepodcastcourse.com. But the main hub, Entrepreneurs on Fire, the podcast. And Michael, thanks for having me. Thanks for, for a great uh, few minute conversation here. Adios, buddy. Hey guys, that's it for this episode. Please be sure to rate, review, comment, and share. Everything helps. That's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. My book, Content Capitalist, is on sale now. Grab your copy by visiting my website or tapping the link in the episode description. I also just released the online learning portal, which expands on what I share in the book. This includes four hours of edited, captioned video tutorials and trainings, plus dozens of downloadables and templates. Between the book and the e-academy, you're going to be equipped to literally blow your revenue targets out of the water and eviscerate your competition this year, all by putting content at the core. Please subscribe to the podcast, rate, review, comment, and share all the things and hit me up on LinkedIn if you'd like to connect. I am here to serve you and that's it. I will see you in the next episode.